Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about the fantasy. Part of the excitement of being alive and having experiences is the buildup of them. The anticipation of what's to come. The fantasy of what the future might look like. I think we see this in little things. Like as a kid, I know I would spend the whole month, (laughs) probably longer than the month of December, fantasizing about Christmas and how amazing Christmas was going to be and all the presents I was going to get and how magical it would feel, all of that. Only to arrive at Christmas, maybe feeling a little bit let down that it wasn't as magical or special as I had built it up in my mind to be. Where I spoke with a friend lately who was at a stage in her life where she had gotten married, she was finishing college, looking for a job, like had all these things that she thought she had wanted growing up and had fantasized about how amazing this point in her life was going to be. But she just felt a little bit disappointed and kind of sad. I think often we imagine and fantasize more than anything else about our wedding day and the guy or girl we're going to marry and what our future is going to look like together. We, from a young age, decide that's what we want and start picturing it and imagining it and creating this story of how beautiful and how perfect and magical it's going to be. And I think this fantasizing and imagining and creating this vision in our head is one of the fun things about being human. Is we get to imagine, we get to create in our minds. And it helps us move forward into our future. Because we paint this idea of what we want and It sounds really appealing, and so we start working on that and start trying to live into it. We've fantasized about finding someone and getting married. That then drives us to start dating, start talking to people, to deepen our relationship with our partner. We fantasize about the person we're going to be with. What are they like? What do they look like? What's their personality? How do they interact? What do other people think of them? I know for me, when I was younger in moments of insecurity or moments of feeling unwanted or unloved or unaccepted by those around me, I would create this fantasy guy in my head. Imagine this perfect guy that was going to fall in love with me. And then these people that weren't being so nice to me or didn't get me would see and meet (laughs) this fantasy guy and realize how wrong they were about me, that I really was worthwhile and I really was lovable. 
So we create this fantasy in our head <laughs> of a guy who maybe even has many, many conflicting attributes. We might have this fantasy guy that is both brunette with blue eyes as well as tan and blonde hair and is very quiet and mysterious yet so confident and outgoing or a guy who's stable and secure but also is so spontaneous and exciting and adventurous and and maybe a little bit edgy a little bit bad maybe <laughs> might be a part of our fantasy we create this envision in our head that is this person we pull from traits and looks and different things of people that we've met that conflict almost. Where we want someone who is, right, mysterious, but also very emotionally open and available. <laughs> Those two kind of conflict a little bit. Or someone who is kind, but also very edgy and kind of a bad boy. So some of the very things that we look for when we, I think we create this fantasy in our mind actually don't align when we really sit down and think about it logically. So we've created this person that is multifaceted <laughs> in perfection and we feel disappointed when the real life amazing human that's in front of us doesn't match that to a T. Like maybe he is a little bit quiet and mysterious, but he's also not quite as emotionally open as we were hoping for. <laughs> or maybe he's got that security thing down. He is so stable and safe for us. But yet we feel a little bit bored sometimes and there's not that excitement or edginess that we had fantasized about too. This is the thing with fantasies. Is fantasies, we are able to create whatever we want in our mind. We can create whatever story and it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not, because we're just imagining it. You think about this when you see little kids that pretend and they play make-believe, where they are simultaneously a spy and also a princess. <laughs> or a cop one moment and then the bad guy the next. So when we fantasize or pretend or imagine things, as kids, you can see how clearly these things conflict. You're probably not going to be the robber and the cop. <laughs> but yet when we pretend, we let ourselves be both. And that is kind of what we do, I think, with our fantasy of what a relationship is going to be. What our partner is going to be, what the experience is going to be. So you create this whole story of what it's going to be like. But naturally, it cannot possibly fit into everything that we've imagined. Or maybe our fantasy growing up 
was that once we found the person we were going to be with, it was going to feel so magical and happy and perfect. And then being in a real human relationship, we have moments of happiness, but also a lot of uncomfortable (laughs) emotions too. Often our fantasies, I think we use as an escape from our reality. So like I shared with me, using my fantasy of finding this perfect guy, I used as a way to escape all of the judgment and shame I was feeling from others. So of course, compared to my reality in that moment, that fantasy and that made-up story felt really, really good to me. But what happens when we actually are at this point where here we are, we are in the relationship, we are at that stage in our life, it's no longer an escape for us anymore. Because this is real life now. And yeah, there's some beautiful aspects to it and some things we love, but also all that insecurity, all the negative emotions and anxiety we experienced in the past still exist. And now we don't have this fantasy of, oh, once I find this guy or this relationship or fall in love or get married, then all of this pain and discomfort is going to go away. So we have a choice in this moment of what are we going to do with this? For some of us, the choice might be, I'm not willing to let go of this fantasy. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to keep looking for this. So maybe even while in the relationship, we might continue to fantasize about and create this story of what it should be like or or dream of this other perfect true love we need to find. Or maybe even leave the relationship to go experience that. To go pursue the perfect partner. Or pursue the relationship where negative emotions are non-existent. Or perhaps it is we're staying in our same relationship, but yet we're just kind of fantasizing a reality where things are different. In moments where we feel emotional discomfort. And while continuing to imagine this scenario where we had instant attraction and butterflies or constantly feel head over the heels in love or this absolutely flawless person that we're with might give us a little bit of escape from reality. We are going to have moments of coming back down and realizing that's not what we're actually experiencing right now. This is different than what we imagined and we might feel disappointment or let down or discouraged or wondering where we got it wrong since it's not matching up with this how we felt when we were in our heads and creating this perfect scenario. So that is one option that some of us may choose is I'm going to hold on to this fantasy. I'm going to keep looking for it. 
going to live in the ups and downs of like when you're feeling and imagining things being perfect and feeling that excitement and then feeling a crash or a letdown when you see, oh, my relationship doesn't match or this next new relationship. I'm still feeling anxious. I'm still not feeling perfect over the moon butterflies and in love all the time. So we can cling to it and continuously search for it or imagine it and pretend like it might happen one day or try to rewrite our life in a way that would make it happen. But then we keep having the crash and letdown of, and it's not like this. Or alternatively, we can choose to let go of our fantasy. We can decide to rewrite our story about how our life and love was supposed to look. I think of it almost like (laughs) um, a little kid who believes in Santa. And we have that excitement of it, right? We have the imagining what it could be like, like what it's going to be like when Santa comes. And then we find out Santa isn't real. And I kid you not, I know someone who found out Santa wasn't real, but denied it, kind of ignored it, and just kept pretending like it was real, but then kept having evidence being brought contrary to her. (laughs) And so she was constantly up and down and getting upset whenever anything conflicted with Santa being real, but then still got to live in the fantasy of it sometimes. Versus... Being able to, as most of us came to terms with, Santa's not real. And letting ourselves feel a little bit disappointed about that and then moving on. And I think that's the opportunity we have with our fantasies is we can hold to them and have the little bit of escape they give us and then be let down or... We can go ahead right now and grieve our fantasy, grieve the loss of this idea of what we thought love was going to be, and then create room to learn what love really is. Now, what I want you to ask yourself, though, is do I want to let go of this? Why might I want to let go of my fantasy about how love should be or how my partner should be? Why might I still want to hold on to it? Most of us have conflicting parts, a little bit of both. Why does that part of you want to hold on to this fantasy so bad? What might you have to deal with if you were to let go of this fantasy? And what could be the upside if we do? Do you want to and are you willing to let go of it? And be honest with yourself here about where you're at. The part of you that maybe does want it and the part of you that doesn't. And kind of try to understand why we might be hesitant to let go of it, and why it could possibly be beneficial to, if you're ready. Now, 
when you come to terms with, okay, I want to let go of this fantasy. It's for, you know, me, for many of my clients, it's at this place of, I have this amazing relationship that I want to make work and I want to enjoy. And this fantasy, while it feels good to imagine, is conflicting with my reality and is holding me back from really fully enjoying this relationship that I have. And so what we have to do is make room for grief. Naturally, whenever we build up something in our mind and we feel so excited about it and we want it so badly, when we come to reality and realize like, oh, this doesn't match the fantasy in my head, there's going to be some disappointment. There's going to be some letdown. And making room for yourself to go through the stages of grief. I think we really, you know, if you're like, okay, no, I don't want, I want to let go of this fantasy. I want to just enjoy this relationship with my partner. Probably what you've done is you've kind of either shut out and tried to ignore these, these fantasies that you have about how love is supposed to be or how your partner's supposed to be, or you are arguing and fighting with your reality to try to get it to match. But really letting yourself grieve it, of experiencing the sadness of like, oh, (laughs) in terms of my little kid version of me, (laughs) is Christmas is over. And allowing yourself to be a little bit bummed about that for a minute. Or, oh, this stage of life doesn't look exactly like what I thought and making space for that sadness and there's stages that we go through with grief right they they break it down into different stages and a lot of times grief isn't this linear thing that we move through but the stages that have been identified are five of them and again depends on who you read but there's denial there's anger there's bargaining depression acceptance So, you know, our denial and arguing with it and thinking it shouldn't be like this is part of us grieving the fantasy of where we kind of start questioning, is this really anxiety? And we're trying so hard to hold on to the fantasy and trying to hold on to our partner and trying to figure out how we don't have to have this experience. We might be angry, angry at our partner for not being perfect, angry at ourselves for having unrealistic expectations. We might start bargaining, which is where we start asking ourselves a lot of what ifs and what if if onlys, where if only I had dated around more, or if only my partner was a bit like this, or or what if I didn't have this experience somewhere else, or what if it really would be perfect out there, or we maybe start changing or trying to fix aspects of the relationship to get it to align with our vision of love, trying to get our relationship to have the butterflies all the time. We're trying to get our partner to match that imaginary guy in our head. We might deal with some depression of it a little bit, of a bit of a numbness and feeling discouraged and down that this stage in your life isn't what you imagined. And at this point, we might be tempted to have thoughts creep in of I'm never going to get over this. What's wrong with me? But then the stage where healing really starts to happen, and again, we, we move through all these stages, but, and we 
go back and forth between a lot of them, but acceptance. And that's where we start being willing to own. This was a fantasy I had. It doesn't match my reality and that's okay. Where we recognize my relationship isn't ever going to match what I had in my head. I'm not ever going to feel, I'm not going to constantly feel all the time in my relationship right now the way I felt when I would go to this little escape and imagination in my head about it on occasion. I'm going to feel all of the human emotions that I felt most of my life. And once you come to terms with that, then you can start being willing to redefine your expectations. Maybe I don't have to have butterflies all the time. Maybe it's okay that my partner doesn't match this superficial criteria on my list that doesn't really matter. We Once we have given ourselves that space to feel sad and let go of that ideal that we had, then we can allow ourselves to start redefining and recreating. When we make space for, okay, I've let go of this fantasy a little bit and opening ourselves up to like, what is? Of what is my experience in a relationship? What is my experience with this guy or girl, partner? And allowing ourselves to be in that rather than constantly comparing and checking to see, okay, do these feelings match? Does this person match this whole picture in my head? We stop trying to imagine ways that it could be better and letting ourselves settle into what is. To actually enjoying and embracing what you have. And I think our relationship to the perfect love story we've been sold kind of shifts. That all of a sudden when we watch a romantic movie where everything falls into place, we can see it more as a fantasy. We can watch it like we watch Harry Potter with magic. That it's cool and fun and exciting, but not the standard to hold our real life to. We're able to feel satisfied with what we have rather than constantly checking to make sure that it's right and matching what our fantasy was. And when you get to this space, it is such a beautiful thing because now you are actually experiencing life. Rather than holding your life to the standard you created this fantasy you built is opening yourself up to really discovering love and learning how to love an imperfect human being. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. You have a beautiful weekend. We'll talk next week.